Hi guys, welcome to the Dolls of Horror podcast. I'm Summer. And I'm Tori. And tonight we have a couple of very special guests. We have Cody and Tom from Paul and Path Entertainment here to talk about their new film, Captive. Hello, thanks for having us. Hey, thank oh, you, Cody. We're so excited. Um, so, Tom, let us hear your voice. This is Tom. Happy to be here with you. Cody. And this is Cody. All right, cool. <laughs> We're so thrilled to have you guys. This is very, very exciting. Yes. Um, so tell us, how did you guys meet? We met on the set of a short film about a year and a half ago. This is Tom. I had done some play readings and they wanted to turn one of them into a film. And uh, Cody then got cast in that film version as well once it went to that. And we very, very quickly became friends. Um, both had day jobs that, that well, well, fine, weren't, weren't the, the most fulfilling things in the world. So we started to talk about what else we might be able to do that we would enjoy better and talked about doing other theater, doing other types of things here in the Palm Springs area where we live. But being Southern California based, everybody here is far more interested in film, television, reality shows, anything in that medium. Yeah. So what, what about that? And so that was when we decided to go full on and create a film production company. And that was when Paul and Path Entertainment was born. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what happened to uh, Tori and myself, you mm -hmm. know, in our daily lives, not very fulfilled, especially in my two day jobs. And we're like, well, how about we start a podcast and see what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Even looking for for a name of the company, we went down that, that same path as to you know, what, what would we call it? And right. So I'd been reading about, um, I'd been reading a book on Navajo mythology at the time, and I came across this idea called the pollen path. And it said that when you were, when your hopes and dreams and goals were in alignment with what you were actually doing, then you were what they, you were on what they called the pollen path and you were exactly wow. what you could be. And so we thought, well, that's the perfect name for our company because it perfectly aligns with what we want to do and our desire to be here instead of at our day jobs. Right. That is so inspiring. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> No, for real. Like, I still work the two day jobs, of course, and I'm and I'm miserable every second. So <laughs> that is beautiful. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you. Glad you respond to it. Uh, that's been our that's been our general um, uh, response to the name. People really gravitate to the idea, which it really means a lot to us because obviously we wanted to come up with a name that people liked and they do, which is, which is nice. Yeah. Especially with the history. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You see the word pollen in the name and nobody really knows what it means until we get into the story. They think somehow we're being stung by bees on a regular basis or something. <laughs> <laughs> or we're allergic reaction. <laughs> well, I'm actually from California. Originally I am from Bakersfield. Oh, great. And we had a lot of pollen there. <laughs> and then, and I, so I'm originally from Wisconsin. I had a theater company in the Milwaukee and Chicago markets for a while. And my son is a professional actor in Chicago right now. That's amazing. You'll have to let me know when he's doing something. And my husband and I will go see it. Great. Yeah, I just finished a, a three-month run at the Mercury Theater of Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Oh, wow. That's amazing. 
actually was in the Wisconsin Dells doing a show right now, and he leaves that. Uh, that runs for two months, but the day it closes, the next day he's on our film set because he'll be in our film as well. That's so, so neat. <laughs> I love the theater so much. Yes. <clears throat> um, what directors or, and filmmakers inspire you? Well, I think for us, one of our big inspirations, you know, we're, we're big horror film fans. So yeah. the one that immediately draws both of us, who's kind of, who's really very current is uh, James Wan, who's done. I love him. Hasn't he done amazing things? Amazing things. Yeah. The Conjuring, the Saw series. It, it's, he's incredible. And I, I like a lot of, once we leave the horror genre, I like a lot of the, the really sort of psychological thriller things. So I, I'm a big fan of Darren Aronofsky's work. Oh, yeah. The first time I see something, I'm never quite sure exactly what's just happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to see it again and again before I finally take it all in, which I, I love to be challenged that way. Mm -hmm. I have to do that with a lot of movies. I think I don't think I pay attention properly the first time. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tori? Right, right, exactly. And then exactly. we got to go back and oh, and then go back again. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then and then we started the podcast yes. and then we have to analyze it to do it on the podcast. We're like, oh, I didn't see that either. Right. <laughs> or what do you think this means? Or... Yeah, always discovering something new. Movies we've seen hundred a hundred times because we've watched them for twenty years. We're finding new things even still. Mm -hmm. Theater has such such comfortable chairs and and alcohol to drink and good sides. <laughs> it's hard to pay attention fully, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, tell us about your latest short film, Bunker. Okay, so when we started our film production company about a year ago, we said let's make a couple short films to see how we work together and what it means to work together and what it means to really uh, make film because we both come from a, a fairly heavy theater background. So, so although we have a lot of experience with storyline and plots and scripts and directing and acting, we're not necessarily at least weren't then tech guys. So we made three short films and uh, the most recent of which was bunker, which actually starred me, Cody here and Tom directing it. We also did a lot of the, well, we basically built the set, uh, dressed the set, uh, came up with everything, optioned the script, worked on rewrites with the writer, all that jazz. And so that's actually the one we're most proud of. And our big claim to fame was that it just screened at the TLC uh, Guaman's Chinese Theater in L.A. Wow, that's huge. It was really yeah. exciting to walk up to that building and go across all the footprints and names in, in the cement and then walk into the theater and, and see your company name on, on the screen, you know, showing the film was, was really quite, quite exciting. Definitely. Wow. I can't even imagine that feeling. Maybe one day we'll have it, Tori. <laughs> yeah. <I'm good. laughs> oh, no, I lost him. Let me add him back on. Anchor friends. Hold on. Hey, sorry about that. Cap it's okay. It happens to us all the time. Good. <laughs> I hung up on you. <laughs> <laughs> we we normally accidentally just drop. It drops it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. accidentally dropped. That was a we didn't do a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
where is a bunker available right now it's still doing the film festival circuit so on the pollen path entertainment website which is just pollenpathentertainment.com there's a trailer to it and there's some behind the scene pictures and photos from the the shoot and things but it actually can't be available commercially or even on youtube or anything until it finishes the film festival circuit some of them won't Right. show the film if it's been released and at least here in palm springs um, we have the biggest short film festival in the country but it's not till june so we're hoping to get in that one so we won't be able to release until at least after june that's exciting mm -hmm. though it is it, it's just it's done really well it's played all over the place and we're we're very very proud of it what's the runtime a little over 11 minutes with the, the okay. intro and everything. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds so cool. I can't wait to see it. If not at a festival, whenever it's available. Great. We will be sure to let you know. Yeah, definitely. How many movies or, and short films have you guys done? Let's see. We've produced three together. And then we've also acted in, let's see, a couple. I've done about five or six shorts. Tom's done about four and then countless theater credits for him, and then a few theater credits for me. That's really neat. Portfolio, <laughs> sort of, of, of one of each type of thing to see sort of what we were good at for once. We, we did a sort of uh, fantasy thing, a comedy, a drama. We had meant to do a, a heart tugger one yet too, but then we decided just to go straight to feature films instead after the, the three shorts. Yeah. Well, once you have your footing and you, you know what you like and your style, and you have a little experience that's good right it was, it was quite the quite the transition at first the first time we started to block some scenes for the film and we blocked them like you would a theater piece where people just kept getting up and walking around and doing things and then we put the camera where the camera went and realized people were constantly walking in and out of the camera angle <laughs> oh film is different than theater who knew <laughs> It really is. I had my first film experience in November. I went to Dallas and I just had a little teeny tiny part in a um, little film with Felissa Rose. Oh, cool. Congratulations. It, it was. Yeah, thank you. It was very exciting. It was one and a half days of filming and it. I've only ever done theater. It was such an interesting experience just to see how it was done. I was trying to take it all in. It was so, so, so amazing. Yeah, because everything's little five to seven second shots. And you just keep making yeah. shot list all day long and you only shoot in little bursts. And yeah, yeah. Pray that you have a good editor to piece it all back together. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the camera catches everything so you don't act big like you do on the theater. Correct, <laughs> correct, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was a, that was a hard, a lesson hard, hard earned because uh, some of the early rehearsals is like, oh boy, that's so different on camera. You know, on, on theater, you can get yes. so much, but on camera, even just blinking or, uh, you know, even just you grimace and, and it catches it. Yes, exactly. I actually had to practice my grimace for the scene I was in because I was like, I didn't even, I didn't like it. I was like, oh, I need to do that again. I need to figure out a better way to do that. Yeah, I need to do it on cue every time identically. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. But I'm so intrigued by the filmmaking process. I always have been. Um, I buy DVDs specifically for things like director's commentary. Oh, sure. Yes. And I'm a big, huge dork because I don't know very many people that do that. And they all say, why don't you just stream it? And I'm like, because I want the features. <laughs> and whenever there's not features, I feel kind of gypped. 
And then we're going back and watching some of the the Evil Dead films again because they sort of had a little bit of a tone of our upcoming feature film, and we're watching the the various versions thereof. And there's all kinds of yeah. stories out there and articles out there about the original one because they they didn't have much money when they were first getting started. That's right. That's right. And so we're we're sort of a similar case in that we're. Uh, launching a feature length film on really a shoestring budget. I think, uh, I don't know what the evil dead was made on. Like it was like $60,000 or something like that, but that was in 1970s money. So now we're, we're making our feature on a budget of $300,000, which is a house. It's a, that's a, that's a big chunk of money, but it's, yeah. it is, it's in a way in the film world, it's nothing, but to two guys just starting out, it's a, it's a massive amount that we're, that we're fundraising for. It's a lot of money for your average person. Well, and we've we've covered that on the podcast. A lot of great mm-hmm. movies started out that way on a shoestring budget, like thirty days film time. Nightmare on Elm Street is one of them, um, where they had a very small budget and they shot within like thirty days. Yeah, and we get we get uh, fourteen. Oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, weekends mm-hmm. in between well, it comes out to like nineteen or something total, but fourteen shoot days for mm-hmm. for us, and then the the budget runs out. Yeah. But the- I, what movie were we talking about, Tori, where it was, there was also like a 14-day shoot on. We did a couple of them. I don't remember which ones it were. They yeah, were. there was a couple movies that had really short film days and really small budgets. And we were just amazed. We were like, wow, that is amazing. Yeah. You know, it really yeah. is. Yeah, you know what shocked me to, to learn recently was that the very first Insidious was shot on a million-dollar budget. I couldn't get over that. It had Patrick Wilson in it, and it had all the mm-hmm. other big-time actors Mm-hmm. It was tiny. And so I went back and watched and I was like, oh, so that's how they did that. Because so much of it that, you know, Patrick Wilson's walking through like these dark hallways and they really stretched their budget. And it was really impressive to watch it again with with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so, so, so interesting when you break it down like that. I love I love doing that. Um, how did Captive come together? How did you think of the story and all that we started as as really business-minded um perspectives I, I come from a long business background so for me a friend of mine wrote it wrote um the song the rose that bet Midler recorded a million years ago really her her dad was a, a b-plus movie star in, in his day opposite errol flynn in a lot of movies so but he he taught her that it's the business of art that everything is, is a business first, because if you make art and no one sees it, then you have a whole movie. So <laughs> at some point, you actually have to make money in this. So, so it's a business first. So we researched um, across the, the whole genre of film and said, all right, where can we make something for the least amount of money that we can raise that we're still really proud of at high quality, but has the best chance to make money? And as we did that, the first thing that came across was only 37% of feature films ever make money. Mm-hmm. So, so your chances mm-hmm. are, are not good right from the start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. That wasn't as encouraging as we hoped. <laughs> um, so then we wanted, well, between the various genres then, what's the most successful? And it turned out to be horror films. Yeah. Horror films are typically the cheapest to produce, but yet the most profitable. And where in life does that happen? That where you spend the least is where you enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's true. So we then we then decided we wanted to make our way to horror. We both loved horror, so that was great. And then Cody's family has this, they think, lovely home in southern New Mexico, 6,000 square feet. It's haunted and scary as heck. 
<laughs> they don't seem to know this. So hopefully they're not listening. They're <laughs> um, like, well, perfect. Then we want to shoot a horror film in their haunted horror house. So we put out a script request on a website and said, all right, we want to do it for a low budget, some minimum locations, minimum actors, but high quality, interesting story in the horror genre that could be filmed in this type of home. We thought we'd get five or 10 scripts maybe submitted. We got 85. Oh, wow. Wow. And so we read for a good month or two. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the problem of going from short films to feature length films is that the scripts take much longer to read. Oh, yeah. 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 But we, we got down to two. So the funny thing is that there were two scripts we got down to, as Tom mentioned. One of them uh, was, well, one was sort of a, a thriller movie and one was more of a, a slasher film. So we sent it around both scripts to various friends in the industry. And generally the one that they gravitated to more was the vampire slasher film. And the funny thing about that one, which is became captive, was that that was submitted to us by a writer named Travis Seppala. And we didn't even know he did horror. And the reason I bring him up is because he was also the writer of our short film Bunker that just went to Grauman's. And so he had uh, submitted when he saw that we put out a call out. He said, hey, guys, I also write horror. And we had no idea. And when we read it, we said, wow, this is really, really good. So we had the incredible luck of being able to work with the same writer on both the short film and the feature film. Hello. Yes. Oh, so we cut out a little bit. So we had. The, yes. Can you repeat that? Yeah. So we had the incredible luck to to work with Travis then on not just the short film, but on the feature film. So we optioned it and now are moving forward with him. So the, the story that, that he wrote, uh, the interesting part of, of Captive is that he got a request to write a script to fit in a particular house uh, in the Los Angeles area. Uh, a wealthy company wanted to have something filmed in their home. And that's all that, that he was told. So he wrote this horror film and they did not want a horror film written or filmed in their house at all. They wanted some sort of other type of film, but that never got mentioned to him. So he wrote this really great horror film that just sat on the shelf because the people he wrote it for didn't want it. Wow. And then, uh, I, you know, I think it was about two years later or so, we put out a request for something that happened to fit exactly that story. And he submitted it to us and we absolutely loved it. And, and so did our readers. We, we, we picked it up. That's great. That is so cool. And <laughs> uh, no, oddly, at the end, we're actually not even shooting it at Cody's family's house at all. The, the director is from um, Albuquerque, which is about a four-hour drive on a really scary road from this house. <laughs> and they're like, mm, no, we, you know, it's going to take 30, 30 crew members and da 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 It would be much easier just to move the two of you from that little town up to Albuquerque rather than 30 of us coming down. Right. And when you're doing things on a low budget, mathematically, that made a heck of a lot of sense. So we're yeah. no longer shooting in the house that we started to, to aim toward, but but we'll uh, we'll be able to make a much bigger, better film for, for the budget amount that we have by shooting in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, absolutely. Um, who's your director? Our director is a guy named Alejandro Montoya Marin. And you may not know his name yet, but he's sort of famous because he was mentored by Robert Rodriguez, who, you know, directed the big Aida Battle Angel, Sin City, From Dust Till Oh yeah. Yeah, big, big director. So uh Robert Rodriguez got his start 
on his very first film, which was called El Mariachi, starring Antonio Banderas. And he shot that movie on a budget of $7,000. So now Rodriguez has had this incredible success and he wanted to give back to the filmmaking community. So he started a TV show called Rebel Without a Crew, where he took on five sort of burgeoning filmmakers with potential and he gave them $7,000 and said, go make a feature length film. I'll help you and provide and, you know, consult you as you do this. So Alejandro was one of the filmmakers selected and his, uh, actually his, his feature film that he did with, well, for Rodriguez um, premiered at South by Southwest just last year. And now he's working on his next film, which should release soon millennium bugs. And uh, he just was by far and away one of the most competent uh, directors on the show. He's just very, very talented. And when you talk about like indie filmmaking magic, the kind of person who will go through any barrier to get something done, it's Alejandro. He can make just beautiful shots on a really low budget. Nobody really knows how he does it. That's so exciting. You found your man. We found man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys have a couple of, of good actors uh, signed on, right? We have one really big, exciting person that we can't tell you about in the least, but those that we can tell you about. Oh, I'm so excited to hear that uh, be announced. There are, there are uh, the, the story mostly takes place in, in a house, this particular film. There's, there's a group of, of, of friends hanging out in the park trying to decide what they want to do for the weekend. And one of them knows of this couple that goes away this coming weekend every year, like clockwork. And they decide, you know, forget about the breaking and entering laws of their town. They're going to break into this house and party there for the weekend while it's, while it's empty. So the owners of the house um, are, are, are a couple. And so we needed to cast somebody that, you know, is a new filmmaker, somebody that has some, some, some qualifications more than we do. And so we, we both reached out to, to some, some friends. So the, the wife of the, the couple is a friend of mine. I've known since community theater in Wisconsin, when she was 14, we first met, but she has gone on to get her acting uh, degree from master's degree from, from Yale school of drama uh, she did a Broadway play written and directed by Woody Allen. She did another one with David Schwimmer and Amy Ryan. She did a streetcar named Desire with Joe Mangiello. And then television-wise, she did both seasons of Big Little Lies, uh, was featured on a, a full season of Homeland, and has guest starred on pretty much every other television show out there, uh, whose name is Sarah Sokolovic. So she very kindly agreed to, to do this at a, at a very reduced rate so that we could afford her. As, as a favor to help get us started. And then playing the, the man of the house is a friend of Cody's, in fact, his, his acting teacher, Dan Godier, who was probably best known for two soap opera roles back in, in the 80s and 90s. He was actually on two different soaps playing the same exact character. But then went on to Beverly Hills 90210. I know all about mm -hmm. that. As uh, Tori yes. knows, I was going to say, I am a diehard 90210 fan. Yes, so that uh, okay. scene with so, uh, you know, all kinds of things for Dan. I remember him also on uh, Make It or Break It for a second. Yeah. Two, like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but for me, he's 90210 fame, man. Good old Dick. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he, has, he has an acting studio here in the desert area that, that Cody studied in. So he, again, also very kindly agreed to, to be a part of this uh, with us. 
And then the the sort of female star of the film is that we can't announce, you know, probably next week, maybe. Yes, we've got a really, 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 really exciting announcement. We can't tell you who she is, but she's been called a scream queen. And you're killing her. A horror film she's been in, and so she. um, So one of the reasons, actually, I wanted to, I reached out to you. We reached out to you to go on your show was because our actress, you know, generally um, in most horror films women are killed and stalked by psychopaths. And um, our, our actress who read the script, she liked it so much because it featured a really strong female lead. And that was one of the reasons she agreed and even reached out to us as a desire to do it because of the strength of the script and because of its sort of, I don't want to call it a feminist bent, but it, it really portrays a really strong female lead. So we thought that you'd uh, appreciate that. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. So, so she's not a dumb broad who's falling all over the place. In other words, she she is not. There, there may be a few <laughs> of those along with a fellow, a few dumb blokes as well. But, but this particular one, is not. <laughs> you know, in, in horror, they have to be dumb at some point, or they they don't die quite as easily. <laughs> I mean, because if you were right, exactly <laughs> every horror movie, in a way, would just end if somebody said, "Hey, wait, why don't I just leave the house right now? Something creepy yeah. happened. I'm gonna go." miles away and so there's i think every movie has a slight element of unbelievability Mm -hmm. to it or uh, Mm -hmm. people making dumb decisions Mm -hmm. but uh this part is really great and there's no dumb decisions there we watched one the other last week or so that that i I won't mention per se but i I had to laugh in the middle of the mass murder portion this person decided it would be a good idea to lay down and take a nap oh my gosh (laughs) <laughs> and the screaming won't even keep you awake nothing and, and leaving's not really a better option than nap right now okay good good that's gonna go well <laughs> that sounds like a case of narcolepsy yeah. to me <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your kickstarter and their perks and all that good stuff sure so a lot of the financing is already in place. You know, I said we had to raise $300,000. We've done a pretty healthy chunk of that. But to sort of get us over the last hump and make the movie, we decided to start a Kickstarter, not only to raise the money, uh, raise the final $30,000, but also to just bring awareness to the film. You know, we're two filmmakers just getting started. No, I mean, there's some people who know who we are, but nobody really knows who we are. So we thought, well, let's let's do a Kickstarter to publicize us and the film and the project. So our Kickstarter, if you're listening now, you can go to captivethefilm.com to learn more about it. And it runs March 3rd through April 1st. So we're about, um, well, we're about halfway through. We've raised about uh, $15,000 so far. We're, we're almost halfway. We've had great success, great success with it. People have really rallied behind it. And there's some really fun perks for you, which is probably what everybody's really interested in. I'm going to let Tom tell you about some of those. So we, we for, for all the Kickstarter things, you have to sort of start with a, a welcome video. And a lot of times the films are doing for their post-production costs or something where they actually have some, some footage. We're not shooting until May, so we didn't have any footage yet. So what we did was ask somebody to storyboard the opening scene for us. And who we were able to get is somebody who's very big in the gaming community as an, as an artist by the name of Dennis Lubay. He has a huge following in, in that particular world. And so he created the, the opening storyboard of the whole opening scene for us. So those panels will sign will sell as, as limited edition signed lithographs of, of his work. We have everything from that too, but he also created a 
graphic for a promotion we run every Saturday. We, we, we sort of walk through some type of vampire lore history lesson kind of thing. So we call it Strigoi Saturday. He made a graphic for that. And we included that on an etched bottle opener that people get a sort of an opening pledge of just $20. They get a Dennis LeBay original piece of art on a, on a, on a credit card bottle opener. So everything from that to T-shirts, to sign posters, to be able to have dinner with somebody in the cast. We actually had, though it sold out, the opportunity for someone to be killed by one of the vampires on the screen in the film. But but that, that actually got sold out. People were excited with, with that one. And yeah. Everything from, from, from having your company then recognized in all the marketing materials so that they can become a, an executive producer on, on the show and be invited to the premieres, all those kinds of things. So pledges start at just $10, but go all the way up to 10000 And there, there's great perks all the way along. There's really something for everybody. You know, when I, before I got into Kickstarter, I thought, oh, well, why would I just give 10 But actually, like, oh, they can't do anything with 10 But the fact of the matter is that every amount counts. So there's really something. It all adds up. It does. And it adds up really fast. And the other thing, too, to mention is that, uh, you know, the way Kickstarter works for your for the viewers who don't know is that if the campaign doesn't make its goal, we don't get any of the money. So we're only successful if we finish our fundraising, which means, you know, you're not you're not throwing the money away. It's not like, oh, they only raised 15,000. They don't have enough money to make the movie. No, really, if we're uh, the only way. Um, we make the movie as if we reach the campaign. And if we don't reach it, you're not charged. So you're not, you're not really throwing money away. It really goes. Unlike Indiegogo or something where you literally, you pay right then and there. Exactly. And you never know if your film is going to get done or not. Exactly. We were really uncomfortable with the idea of taking $15,000 from somebody, getting halfway to our goal and not mm-hmm. making a film and just you know, going to a nice dinner and never making the film. That, that felt really, really awkward and uncomfortable for us. So that's why we picked Kickstarter specifically to say, you know what, if we don't make the money to make the film, we don't take your money. That's awesome. And if we, Love that. If we do, then you know your money is going into mm-hmm. the film. Right, right. That's, that's really wonderful of you guys. You're not yeah. con men. That's no, great. No. <laughs> um, you're, so what's the website for Kickstarter again? It's captivethefilm.com. That's that, that, it'll direct to the Kickstarter. Oh, great, great. And uh, you guys have social medias, uh, Facebook or Instagram that people can go and check out? All of the above, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So Twitter is captivethefilm1. So somebody must have had the original because we got captivethefilm1. But in both is that ways, number one or the letters letter, one? Number one. Yeah, and, okay. and then on Facebook and Instagram, it's just captivethefilm. Okay. okay, simple uh-huh. enough. <laughs> is there anything else that you wanted to add or tori is there anything else you want uh, to ask no i i did watch the kickstarter um i thought it was nifty i liked it did you like the the uh screen yes boards? i really I did those. honestly the storyboards it kind of gave me the scooby-doo vibe <laughs> and i was really feeling it i was like this is like scooby-doo so yeah, it's like an R-rated Scooby-Doo where 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 people actually yeah, die. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So I'm excited, and I'm not usually into the vampire films, but this one I'm pretty excited about. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, I think some of the ones that, that came out, you know, 10 years ago or so sort of sort of soured people on some of the, the genre. And, and then it got started with, with all kinds of things like it. And it kind of died out a little bit. One or two that have been made now. But I think there's there seems to be looking across some of the, the industry boards, several things that are now going to be made in this space. So I think it's going to be the, the next sort of place to go to come back to because it's been a yeah. while. Yeah. <clears throat> Dracula days, you know, when I thought of vampires, you know, I, I thought of Dracula exactly. initially and then, you know, Twilight and Sap after that. So, but our idea for this one really is that these people live within the community and no one knows mm -hmm. until it's mm -hmm. too late. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's always how it happens with the bad it guys, is. right? Exactly. And it, once we know who the bad people are, the story just kind of has to play out. So the longer we keep the suspense going, the sort of the, the, the more scary it becomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Cody and Tom, that all sounds wonderful. And I'm so excited to hear more about it and your announcements. And you'll have to make sure and share those with me um, so I can share them to our page as well as they mm -hmm. become available. For sure. We sure will. And thank you so much for having us. You know, we really appreciate uh you just having us and, and in general the horror community has been very welcoming to us which has really been great we've had i have to give a quick shout out to uh the mutant fam group of podcasters who've really rallied behind us as well as horror fix and just all these people who are like out of the blue we say hey we're making a movie we're first-time filmmakers and they say oh sure come on our show we'd love to promote you and that's just really uh feels good it really gives us a warm fuzzy feeling in our hearts so thank you again oh yeah yeah, well, we all love each yes. other in this community, and we all support each other, and we build yes. lifelong friendships with each other through yes, horror, the horror right? community is very close, very close knit. Um, once you're part of the horror community, everybody wants to be your friend. Everybody's friends, so you make <laughs> friends very fast in this in this community. That's fantastic. We have another one. Hopefully, we're going to shoot in the fall if we can get the money raised for that. So we will we will be back shortly once we get this one done too. Awesome. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I am so excited. Yeah, and we're gonna have guys. to, you know, Summer, we're gonna have to have them back on after they finish the Kickstarter and after the film gets released. And we're gonna have to talk about it. After after we oh, watch absolutely. it, we're gonna have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, you better watch it. Well we'll come to we'll come to Chicago area and we'll have a big well the big premiere party. Hello about that sounds wonderful. Or give us an excuse to come to back to Southern California. Yeah. <laughs> here, absolutely. If, if, it's, if it's winter, we're doing it here. <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. And honestly, that's the only time I want to go back to California because I don't like the heat. So when I went back to Bakersfield, it was January. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the perfect time of year here, yes. <laughs> well, thank you again, guys, so much for coming on. I really, really enjoyed hearing all about your project. I'm really getting into independent films and independent filmmakers, especially since I was just a part of one. And the passion for it, it's, mm -hmm. it's something that you can't describe when you're a part of it. So everybody, if you feel so inclined, please give these guys a little donation, a shout out on social media, anything to help them reach their goal so they can get this film made because it's, I'm sure, mm -hmm. going to be great. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Keith. And don't forget to tell your actor, Dan, that he has a diehard 902 and fan <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> so he, he's our first <laughs> as soon as we get off this, this call. 
<laughs> oh my god tell him that i mentioned they could break it too <laughs> sure will okay thanks so much guys i will talk to you guys real soon thank you much have a great you rest too. of your day okay. bye. bye thank you okay tori do you want to do some shout outs um, for this episode sure let's go ahead and shout out to jason shepherd who finally did our logo because we finally got him to do it yeah, it's not yeah, his, it's fault. his fault it, that he took it. It was so long. totally it's us our dragging fault. our feet. Not his fault. It, well, yeah. we just didn't yeah, know what we wanted. So Which he found out. So Jason <laughs> Shepard, he's an amazing artist. He did our logo. Um, we will have merch soon. Um, he's a great artist. He has a podcast called The Lost Art of. So that's great. Check it out. Um, shout out to those guys that we just had on. They sound pretty cool. I know. I can't wait to get to know them more and to look at um, mm -hmm. what else they're going to be doing. I am so excited for their new projects and their old projects. And that was Cody and Tom from Pollen mm -hmm. Path Entertainment. And how cool is that it's name? So much you know cooler than our it? name. And I'm jealous. <laughs> because we just so came up with ours like our oh you like dolls okay well let's be called the dolls of horror <laughs> <laughs> i know right <laughs> but when hearing them explain the you can tell they have the a real meaning topic. behind it it yeah. yes and it's just beautiful it really just is um of course we need to shout out um mm -hmm. our podcast mentors Yes. of Wes and Kevin from the uh -huh. It's a Horror podcast and um, I haven't done this one in a while but shout out to Taylor Ball I mean we've been chit chatting a little bit on the on the text and stuff and um, I'm really hoping to get to hang out with him when I come mm -hmm. to Texas Frightmare this year um, but <laughs> what up Taylor <laughs> And um, um, is that it? I think so. Everybody, I'm gonna as soon as we hang up, I'm gonna go check out uh this. I'm gonna check them out on Facebook. I'm gonna check out their Kickstarter. Um, I'm gonna see what perks I can get. I think I'm gonna donate, and I encourage you guys, even if it I'm, like like we said, even yeah, if it's 10 too. bucks. Me too. I'm gonna hop over there and get Seriously, something for yes. 10 bucks. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're supporting real people, yes. not the and Hollywood they have a real passion for by it, doing this. Know. Yeah, exactly. All of us horror yes. folks have a have a great passion. Who do you think? I don't know. But I'm so going? excited. I know. I'm so intrigued. I cannot yes. wait till they can announce this. And I, after hearing them talk about the film, I really hope they reach their goal because I so really want to see this film made. So I will definitely be putting yes. a little bit of money behind this, um, just to just to mm -hmm. support support it because it's such a mm -hmm. good cause. It really, really is. You guys don't even know how much even a little bit yes. of funding a little can bit help everybody. a filmmaker adds up. Yeah, and it it adds up so so fast. I mean, I had to tell myself that today when I wanted to go and get a sandwich for lunch, and I'm like, "That's seven dollars I can <laughs> spend it in the convention." Up. And then it adds, and up. I did not. <laughs> yes. Okay, so mm -hmm. that's it for now. And I'm Tori. I'm Summer. And you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror. <laughs>